Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pistol players, the hustlers, the bobs in Vermont, and everybody else in between. Kicking it. It's the Thursday night uh, throwdown, and we got a uh, stacked uh, program still this evening. But we got a couple more minutes. We got to welcome our radio affiliates back in like two, two minutes, two and a half minutes or something. Still have Bob in Vermont. So uh, you still, you still with us, Bob? Bobby. Of course, I didn't leave you. I didn't leave you. Bobby. Good stuff. So how you been? We miss you, Bob. People asked about you. People asked about how you been. Yeah, I miss everybody. I'm going to come on for now because football season's starting, too. So, you know, I like football. Yeah, the Giants going to win the division this yeah. year? Who's going to win that division? Oh, I hope it's not the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. I don't think they're going to do anything. They smell. Um, no, Dallas Cowboys. No. I, if, I like if the Redskins win. I don't mind seeing the Redskins win. They're and the I like my Giants. Team, now, the yeah, I know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Washington football team, yes. Uh, that's true. Yeah. W-F-T. Yeah, I'll take them. I never had any problems with them. No. I always like Joe Dyson. That's why. Oh, definitely I do. What? Are you at home today? I don't know. It sounds like you got a lot of noise going on. Yeah. sounds like you got computers and stuff. I have the day off today. I have a fan on, so. Oh, yeah, yeah I have the day off tomorrow, so I have to work the weekend, so hey, you're a hard I work every other weekend. People are happy. Yeah, I like uh, my job. I don't know where Lisa is tonight. She's missing it. We'll say hello for you. Normally she's here. I know. Because last night we said, oh, we should have moved to the SEC. 
I said Oklahoma should have moved to the <laughs> SEC. Bob. I don't think you should be happy with that. <laughs> hey, uh, um, guess who the, they mentioned Ariel on the new uh, for the morning show. Is she yeah, going to be with so. you on football too? Uh, you know, her morning show. Yeah. Then you what, hear the what about, uh, commercial. They, oh, the commercial. They had yeah. the commercial before. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that new guy with her? I never heard of that guy. He must be a new guy. You never heard of a lot of guys, Bob. You never heard yeah, of a lot well, of guys. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> I know you. Ben, That's all that counts. Ben, ben Steen, no carton. <laughs> so I when you know carton. Got... You know me. Yes. Oh, yes. I call him with uh, what's his, his his friend uh, Evan. <laughs> He's their funny guy. Hey, God bless you, Bob. Oh, you leaving already? We yeah. gotta go. Oh. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Ramsey. Feel like I'm at a helpline in the middle of the night now. Oh, you got, we gotta go. Uh, we just took a little quick uh, phone call. We ended that uh, call. That's what I love about this show. It's like wrestling. We sort of have like little mini dark matches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like those little mini. I realize that if there's ever a time to do something, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? We could do it like before we bring back the radio AM affiliates, right? Because uh, that's, that's, you know, uh, I love Bob. Yeah, really? That's it? You got to go? Bob, we kept you on after the damn update. Bob used to call like every morning and... Like, even, like, with, with Carton and, like, Bob would get mad if he wasn't on for, like, half an hour or something. Like, it was basically like, well, you're letting me go. It's like, Bob, you've been on for nine minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> plus, all the noise was starting to piss me off. It's like, oh, I got a fan on. Yeah, thanks, Bob. But uh, good to hear from you, Bob. Good to, good to catch up with Bob. All right, so. Man, we really are jam-packed. So we've got Julio, Julio Rosario, the play-by-play voice of Chicago State, and the uh, the Windy City Bulls stepping up and in to kick it with us. We'll get, uh, listen, Julio normally has, he normally has, like, I don't know, 52 plays or something like that on a normal night, right? So, I, I you know, I, well, well, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the Olympics now. So listen, we took the night off in the Olympics today. I think there was just some rowing going down tonight. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I'll bet on softball, but I'm not putting money down on rowing unless you got an inside tip for me. But tomorrow, tomorrow, it's go time. Like the Olympics start this weekend. USA France basketball on Sunday. Um, you know, it's it's for real now. And we'll share all of our bets. We've done a, we've shared a lot of them on shows, and we've you know we've 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 um, we've told you who we like, but we've never really just said, all right, this is it, done a full segment on one of our shows. We've been a guest on a bunch of other shows. You know, we've been like, uh, it's crazy. People are like, hey, you want to come on and do an Olympic thing? It's like I've become the Olympic uh, betting guy. Now now all we got to do is actually win these bets. And I'll tell you what, I'm not feeling too good about Spain. Yeah, my apologies, everybody. Gave me Spain last night, minus one and a half at the end of the show. Those guys suck, man. You know, I don't know if Spain understands, like, the rules of soccer. You don't win matches by passing it sideways to each other. Oh, but you own the ball possession. Yeah, good for you. Ball possession doesn't win money. You got-
got a lot going on. Work, family, kids. So we made it simple to get the winning edge. We give you gaming, odds, and more. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We've got a full house here uh, this evening uh, before we bring in Julio Osario uh, to talk Olympics and, and uh, more. I, I'm curious. I look forward to seeing what Julio's got uh, for us. You know, Dave Roberts has upset me a lot over the years, but I'm a loyal dude. And Dave Roberts is a Dodger. And. You know, it's a lot like he's a lot like Budenholzer, actually. It was like, I don't know, man, maybe we got to get someone else to get us over the top. I don't know if this guy can do it. And we did. I don't know. Did the Dodgers win, though, because of Dave Roberts? No. All right. He's got a hell of a roster. Right. And I've been cool with Jansen as well. But the thing is, I, I, I at some point, and I knew this two, two years ago. Like, Jansen can't, like, dude, you can't have Jansen out with the game on the line anymore. Dude, time changes, all right? Time changes. You might have a hit song on the radio in 2019. It doesn't mean you're hot anymore in 2021 or 2022. Like, it changes, right? And they're going to have to make changes here. Like, this isn't working. And I don't even blame Jansen tonight. I don't blame Jansen tonight. For the love of God, Dave Roberts, why would you put him in the game in that spot? Like, why? Like, you're putting him in a bad spot. Now, like, people, like, you know what I mean? 
Now you basically cost him his job because even a GM is going to say, listen, we got to do something about this. So, like, why? I get all you got faith in him and all that crap. Whatever, dude, it's not about having faith in him. If you really had faith and you love the guy, you say, you know what? I can't expose him to this right now. I can't throw this guy out here, man. We got to win this game. It's against our hated rivals. We're going to be three games out. We got a two-run lead. He blew it last. I, I can't do it. I'm not putting him out there for his own sake. Horrible decision. Bip. Let's bring in Julio right now in Chicago. Julio, Rosario. What's up, Julio? Well, Gabe, Gabe, tonight is another reminder why I can't wait to stop betting baseball. I had the in-play <laughs> under seven and a half runs. You oh. got to bring in Blake Tyron into the game. There's, you cannot put Kenley Jansen in the same situation against no. the same team. You can't do that. It's it, that's on Dave Roberts. Or I'm you not pull him because I lost the bet. And sorry, I, I'm Julio. Not bitter, okay, hold on. But the thing is, or you effing pull him. You're like, all right, it was three one, and now the base three two, and the bases are loaded. And he's walking guys in. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, like, you know what? No, no, I'm going to wait till it's 5-3 here. Like, dude, like, can, can you be, like, can you manage any worse than that? Let's just call it off for what it is. I don't even blame Jansen. Like I said, I don't blame Jansen. I don't blame Jansen. I blame, I blame Dave Roberts for this. 100 million, 1 million percent. It sucks. Just cost me a couple hundred bucks, Julio. Yeah, I, if the, I'm just uh, praying the Lord Gamblard right now. If we can keep this game under nine and a half runs, it's going to be a really successful day. From betting the the uh, UEFA Conference League today to uh, some baseball, I would love hey, listen, to see it under nine and a half. Listen, you know you know our policy here: no living in the past. <laughs> no, yeah, it's on. It's on yeah, to tomorrow, but yeah, uh, we don't want to hear this. So what, this what do you that game's still hanging in the balance. Well, you just talked about seven and a half. So, what, you bet the nine and a half, too? <laughs> yeah, and a couple parlays. So, uh, this would be nice plays? to close out the evening. I thought Cam had a lot of plays. How many bets did you make today? Uh, today, with the Euro- with the, uh, European soccer, I was close to maybe a 30 rack. A 30 rack. Wow. Some hardcore stuff, Julio. <laughs> That's yeah. hardcore. I bet four games. I went two and two. It's pissing me off because I should be three and one. Early should be. Like I had I had the Cardinals, I had the Red Sox in the early games, so two and zero oh early games. And uh the stupid Dodgers, my team, and then the Mariners. Ugh. If you're the if you're the if you're the Dodgers, you're contacting the Cubs after the game tonight. And by the way, the Dodgers uh, just lost, so thankfully under nine and a half stays, so I'm going to bury Horowitz myself. But if you're the Dodgers, you're calling the Cubs and saying, look, what can, what can we do to get Craig Kimbrell to Chavez Ravine? Uh, if you could add Chris Bryan, maybe get a couple of uh, Dodgers' top prospects in to get them over the top to win a World Series. But uh, the Dodgers need relief help. San Francisco has been outstanding this year. I mean, I mean you talk about baseball uh Procrastinators picking uh, San Francisco to be one of the worst teams in baseball, and they've got a what a three-game lead in the uh, one of the toughest divisions in baseball. Yeah, it's um, that was big. It was big, big swing tonight. Like I, I said earlier on Game Time Decisions, you know, people are critical of the Dodgers, but they're actually killing teams. But the thing is, and when they lose, it's not like it matters a lot. Yet 
like to them. Like they picked their spots, but you can't tell me they didn't try this week. You know what I'm saying? Like they came into this, they were one game back. You got a four-game homestand. They should be they should be up, right? They should be in first place now. Like they uh, this is but listen, everybody knows that watches the Dodgers knows that Jansen is not what he once was. And they won the World Series, and they never really needed him. You know what I mean? It was kind of, look, you notice he wasn't on the hill when they won either. Where was he? <laughs> like, no. Right? Urias was right at the end. So they won, but it's sort of that deal where, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're rich or something, but you know, like your garage, you got a problem in your garage, Julio. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, but I'm, I'll get to it. It's, it's, you know what I mean? But now nah, things are going well. Like, the Dodgers have overlooked this. Like, they've looked the other way, basically, a lot. I guess that's the best way to say it. They've looked the other way, knowing, we all know, don't tell me the guys on the team don't go, God, man, he's going to blow this. And I know he's been sick. I know he's a nice guy. Nobody's disputing that. Like, Roberts got really pissed off last night because he got booed. And, Ro- and the Dodgers, like, it's kind of a family, right? Like, Robert said, he's a Dodger. You don't do that to a Dodger. And, you know, he's one of us. And, you know, he won a World Series. And this guy's been with this team. He's all heart and soul and all that. But, like I said, nothing lasts forever. Like, you're, you know, I'm not even saying you're not on the team anymore, Jensen. I'm saying for the love of God, Roberts, don't put this guy in a damn game when it's a two-game swing and, and, and first place is on the line. A night after he got booed off the field, it was clearly rattled from it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Oh, all right. Sorry, Julio. Sorry. So, uh, no, yeah, it's, right. and, worry, and it's pissing me off. To, you know, for the record, though, looks like uh, looks like uh, I went three and two, though. I forgot. I forgot. I just looked right now, and I saw I gave, um, I gave the Phillies plus five and a half when they were losing five nothing. And they lost seven two. Hey. So we'll take it. Now we'll just shut up and move on. All right. So we're coming up against it here, Julio, uh, with the breaks. And, and you know what? We've only got another segment on this side. We've got Kevin Maguire coming up a little bit later on. So give us your Olympic best bets, Julio. What, what are you laying it down on on the other side? Uh, I know you're probably going to be playing some soccer. As I stated earlier, Spain last night, major disappointment. Major Huge disappointment. disappointment. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Dude, they, I don't think they had a shot on goal in the first half. Like, Egypt were like the... Egypt had more chances than they did. The only thing is Egypt didn't have any skill, so they couldn't finish them off. But they had more threats than Spain did. Or Spain possessed the ball, though. Ooh. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
seven days a week. Giving you the actionable insights and expert perspectives you need to win. And here's more good news. It's free. So stay tuned and get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? This is Fortridge. All right, Julio's Olympic picks. Let's uh, do this thing. I've got, I think I've got 11 or 12, Julio. 11 or 12 Olympic futures. And I've pretty much got all the bets in. There might be a few. I got to do this because the games are set to begin. And, uh, I don't want to miss out. So, what do you got for us, Julio? What are you, what are you going to be betting on in the Olympics? What do you play some futures games? What are you betting on in the Olympics? Julio. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had you on mute during the break. Earlier in the week, Gabe, France were 14 point dogs against Team USA in basketball for Sunday. The market moved. Three points. It's now 11 and a half on FanDuel. I'm going to wait in play to get 14, but I'll grab it at uh, 11 and a half again. Sunday morning, give me Francais to cover a le- plus 11 and a half against Team USA. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> it's, not no, it's, it's, just, it's just France. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take a stab with Germany plus 196 against Italy. In basketball on Saturday, Nigeria plus seven and a half minus one ten against Australia and plus two sixty five uh, to get a shocking upset and maybe a little sprinkle on France as well plus five sixty again. Team USA, a lot of tired players. Even though they've got KD, how you know, this is going to be for later in the tournament? How you know what's Chris Middleton going to bring? What's Devin Booker going to bring to the team? It's. I think Team USA can get to a gold medal game. I'm just going to fade them in terms of, a, of an inflated uh, point spread. Let's go uh, women's basketball. Gabe, uh, the the regular women's market, no value in my eyes. Three three on three basketball. I'll take Team USA women minus three and a half, my, uh, minus 106 against France on Saturday, and to win gold, Team USA women in three on three basketball plus 110. Uh, women's soccer, Team USA, New Zealand, under three and a half. Look, Team USA, this isn't uh, your sister's Team USA from a few years ago. They're not as dominant as they once were. The European game has really picked up. The next generation of women's soccer really hasn't shown up. So I'm fading Team USA throughout the tournament. So again, under three and a half against New Zealand, and New Zealand plus two and a half goals on the spread. Against Team USA, and I mean, why not sprinkle a little bit on the money line? I think they're like 15, 16 to 1 against Team USA. Men's soccer, both teams to score. Brazil, Ivory Coast, Le Coup de Ivory, plus 100, even money on Sunday morning. And uh, the Ivory Coast, the Elephants, plus 2 on the spread. 
at minus 105. If you watch the game or if you saw the highlights against Brazil, uh, Brazil, Germany, Brazil, talented team, no defense. And I like, I like Ivory Coast. They're one of the better teams in Africa. I'm going to take a stab in the futures game just because it's an insane, insane amount of value in the men's soccer with Romania at 50 to 1. This Romanian group, semifinalist in the European Championships in 2019. This is the same group that uh, was in that tournament, then out of the under 23s. It's just insane value. Give me uh, Romania at 50 to 1. Let's go to the pool, Gabe. We're going to take a dive with Caitlin Ledecky. Get her first gold medal on Sunday morning, plus 145 to win gold in the women's 400-meter freestyle. Let's go under two and a half, Japan, Great Britain in women's soccer, Saturday morning, minus 128. Women's softball, look, hat tip to you, hat tip to uh, Dave, hat tip to Cam, the way you guys handicap Team USA versus Canada. Let's go, I'm going to, if the market... Gives me seven and a half to eight and a half runs. I'm taking I'll just, I'll just under in every game. I'll just add, Julio. They didn't even know the game was on. <laughs> like, so, like, Cam wasn't even going to bet it. Didn't know it was playing. And Dave didn't know they were playing either. <laughs> like, it was, it was, uh, let's just call it up for what it is. It was my pick, Julio. I love that. After, oh, great job, everyone. It's like, they didn't even know the game was on. <laughs> but that's what happens. Fair point. That, that's what happens. I gave a pick. Everybody gets credit. If I'm wrong, then I get blamed. <laughs> Everyone jumps on it after. But I'm used to it, Julio. It's all good. No, but you were right. I mean, plus four and a half. Look, again, if we're going to get these types of spreads in women's softball, don't tell anyone. Let's keep it to ourselves, friends. Let's take advantage of this market. So between seven and a half and eight and a half runs, I'm taking the under in Australia versus Canada, Japan, uh, USA versus Mexico and Japan against uh, Italy. And I I'm going to take a argue, stab with all- I can't argue the unders in a women's softball. I don't have every score in front of me here. I guess, you know, I could find it. Women's softball, Olympic. We could find this. But there hasn't been that many games. It's only been like, what, six games or eight games or something. Japan won 8-1 one once, Julio. Japan put yep. up eight runs. But other than that, Unless I'm missing something, I don't. I don't think there's been any. Uh, I don't think no. there's any been, been any like high scoring games. The USA games no. were, have been USA was two nothing and one nothing. Canada's games have been four nothing. Uh, they won four nothing and they lost one nothing. So USA and Canada both gone under the number. Italy's gone under the number. Like I said, the Japan game. I don't know. What the, I, I think that one. That one went over. Japan beat some. Japan. I think it was Australia. They beat eight one. So you're right. These unders. I'm assuming we haven't seen the number Julio yet. I'm assuming they're going to start. I don't listen. I was going to say seven and a half, but I got to be honest with you, Julio. Nobody's betting this stuff, bro. It's not like they got beat. You know what I mean? They don't care. So we might get eight and a half again. I think we we might get them. Yeah, here here it is. Australia, Italy, one, nothing. Japan, Mexico, three, two. Canada, Mexico, four, nothing. USA Canada one nothing, uh, USA Italy two nothing, Japan eight one. So wow. So we can say yeah, there's been six games five and one, and I can't even lie. I'm not lying, Julio. I don't know what the exact total was in the Japan game, but I doubt it was nine and a half. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I think or eight and a half. I saw in. 
I saw in play it was eight and eight and a half at plus value. I know for Team USA women it was around eight and a half, nine and a half at the start of the game. So look, uh, I, for I, USA Canada. Um, so like I, agree I said, with you. This is, it's five and one. Let's just call it five and one, or at least let's we know for at least we can guarantee you that five of them have gone under the number. You can't hit that softball, Julio. That's the thing. You can't hit that stuff. Like the pitchers, no, the pit, you know, pitchers the are dominant. Pitchers. They've got the it's advantage. The, yep. It's the same pitchers all the time, right? So it's not like baseball where the best pitcher can only pitch every five days. They can pitch every day, and you see it, right? The team Canada's pitcher Gronwagen, she's thrown both. She's been great in both games in a row. The Monica Abbott of the USA, she's like 36, 37 years old. She's like a real vet, and she's a killer. You saw it. I called her Randy Johnson, Julio. Yeah. And she plays in Japan professionally, so uh, it's uh, her second home. I'm adding Japan to my portfolio, Gabe, to win gold in uh, women's softball, plus, plus 170. And I think that's all I got right now in my uh, Olympic portfolio there, Gabe. Um, yeah, you know what? The women's softball, Julio, I played the USA to win before. It was the kind of, I think it was like the, I only laid juice with a couple of the Olympic futures I played. And uh, one of them was, I figured, come on, this USA softball team's like an all-star team, dream team. It's a mix between young stars and old vet stars. It's like they have it all. But I've been underwhelmed, Julio. And look, two games, bro. Two games, the USA scored three runs, Julio. They can't score. They're, they don't hit Very that true. well. They got great yep. pitching. Like, they, they threw a no-hitter. Like, Kennedy, oh, no, sorry, it was a one-hitter. Kennedy got one hit uh, in the last inning, in the, in the sixth inning, excuse me, uh, in the second to last inning. But, yeah, the USA can't score. So, I'm with you, Julio. I actually thought the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to hedge and just take Japan. Cause, and, and don't underestimate Canada, Julio. They're right there. You saw against the U.S. They, Canada nearly tied the game. The girl was out at home plate by, like, a foot. Yeah. It was close. Yeah, look, I'd say – those are the three teams that uh, can compete for gold. Everybody else, good pitching, just can't score any runs. So I agree with you, Gabe. It's either uh, – what's the number on uh, Team Canada? Let's put a little sprinkle on them. But so they're one and one in the tournament. Team Canada in the wind uh... – I don't know. Let me see here. Futures. That's the thing, Julio, as you know, it's not easy, right? <laughs> it's just so many these stupid Olympic events. All right, I'll get this. Women's, women's softball. Gold medal winner. Here we go. Da! They took it down. It's it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> as we're talking about it. As on I the find air. it. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. Yeah, well. But I, I'd, say, I'd say whatever, whatever the, the price is, add that to your portfolio. Because I think, again, it's either going to be one of those three teams. They all have a win in the tournament. Team USA with two wins. Japan with two. Uh, I think it's going to be very tight to the end. All right. So, uh, if you were with us earlier in the week, Julio, McKinnis is a hot tip. And he knows volleyball. He said, take uh, Poland. Take Poland to win men's volleyball plus 190. I did. Okay. I, I tailed it. I'll add I'll, that. I'm going to keep my eye on handball. If we have in-play markets, I'm going to try to take a step at the under in handball. Uh, you're done. Handball is the hardest sport to bet in-game out of any sport in the world, Julio. There's no advantage. I'm take a step. There's no advantage to it. You'll see. Hey, take it. You do that. <laughs> you're going to take a stab. You're going to cut yourself. Good card, Julio. Julio Rosario. Thanks, Julio. Big fun fact.
Even if the last sport you played was tag in fourth grade, you can still be a sports expert. Just keep it here. And get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Match with Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. We're kicking it as the countdown is on the National Football League. Preseason starts in two weeks, uh, but we've got college football. Uh, news to talk about. We discussed Oklahoma and Texas uh, potential move to the SEC last night. Let's bring in Kevin McGuire right now. You can find him over at Nittany Lion Wire and Athlon Sports to break it all down. Kevin, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you? We're doing great, Kevin. I'm really excited. I got football fever. I'm ready to start laying it down on NFL preseason football because I'm a degenerate. And I can't wait for the start of the college uh, football season. So a couple of weeks ago, there was talk uh, about the news of the college football playoffs expanding. And, you know, we're clearly in a new era right now with the licensing deals and players now making millions of dollars, or at least the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young, making money. So the business itself is changing. Yet, I was still surprised to see that Oklahoma and Texas won out of the Big 12. Did you know? Did you see this coming? And there's no denials here, so this, you know, these reports seem to be true. What's your take on this stuff? I feel like for as many years as has gone by, where it seems like maybe the Big 12 was going to stay together, there's always the underlying suspicion that what if Texas and Oklahoma just wake up one day and decide they don't want to be a part of this conference anymore? I feel like we're going through the cycle once again. Maybe there's more legitimacy to it this time. I, I think we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I feel like the rumblings are always going to be there every so often. This one just might be a little bit stronger than it has before because I think if, you, if you're talking about money, there's no question that being in the SEC leads to a lot more money. And for schools as well off as Texas and Oklahoma already are, you know, the, the Big 12 has been okay to them, and it's actually given them some advantages over some of their other Big 12 schools, the way that that revenue is distributed. But going to the SEC, I think, would be a no-brainer, it, just if we're talking about money. Uh, Big 10 SEC money just uh, outpaces what every other conference has been doing. And I always say the bottom line is going to be the bottom line. So if Texas and Oklahoma decide that it's going to be a money decision uh, you know, and the SEC is willing to make it happen, then, yeah, it's, it's probably going to happen. 
So, and you just you just said it. You just nailed it right there, Kevin. Because let me ask you, how does this help the students academically? <laughs> like, like what's <laughs> how do like how does this help anyone like you know, academically wise? How does this help the school? Right? No, as you just stated, they can make more money. So let me ask you from a football standpoint because my take last night, and for the record, we have hardcore Sooner fans that tune in, and they like the move. And I said I think you're crazy. I think you've got a great thing going. You already make a ton of money. So, like, at what point, Kevin, is enough enough, right? That's, I guess, it's almost a moral thing. I don't know why we get philosophical with you, but so it's like, all right, all right. Well, we're making we're making 160 million profit a year, but you know what? We could make 242. We can make an extra 80 million a year. It's like, all right, yeah, and you're also going to lose more. Um, like, let's look at Texas. Did Texas football even, like, deserve to be in the SEC from a competitive standpoint? It would only be because of their brand. They can't win the Big 12. How are they going to compete in the SEC, Kevin? It's a, it's a great question. And I, I think that there is going to have to be some kind of discussion about what this does to you uh, athletically, competitively. You know, I mean, we can look at just football. But I mean, let's keep in mind there are other sports where Texas and Oklahoma yep, yep. are going to thrive in as well. So while they may not – be on the well let's take oklahoma for example oklahoma's been dominating the big 12 they move into the sec all of a sudden they're going up against alabama georgia uh maybe florida lsu i mean these are all programs that have had the upper hand over oklahoma and other teams in the big 12 in those big spotlight moments in recent memory so i, I think there should be some concern uh maybe it's not as much of a concern when we get to an expanded college football playoff because maybe you can still play yourself into it but I sort of agree with what you're saying there. I mean, Oklahoma's got it pretty good right now because well, they wouldn't take all Look at they're probably going to have the number one pick in the draft this year, right? With Spencer Rattler, right. maybe, you know, mm-hmm. if not, you know, number one or number two. So they so that would be they've had the number one pick in the NFL draft in three of the last four years uh, at the quarterback position. They made the playoffs. Their coach is one of the most sought after coaches in the NFL. So I'm just saying, like, and I heard like Sooner fans are telling me, well, to help us in recruiting. Helping your recruiting, you're already doing great in recruiting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, that's, that's my whole point. Like, to me, you've got a great thing going. Texas, I guess, is just about money. If you want to get smashed in the SEC, go ahead. I think Oklahoma will compete more. But I, and I'm not even using the big fish and small fish and sea and pond and all that crap. Because it's not like the Big 12's a punt. And then you even mentioned it, Kevin. The playoffs are expanded. So you don't get left out of the playoffs if you're Oklahoma. You make the playoffs. You get the best players. You already make a ton of money. I just don't get it. I don't get it. The only reason I get it, and it's as you stated, and I guess, Kevin, it's, I'm a football fan, as you are. But, dude, I guess it's 2021 right now. They're looking at the football future. And would it shock you if Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State bolted and there's like a super conference in 2030? Like they, they talked about this in Europe with, with soccer recently, Kevin. Right. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to that kind of a breaking point. Although it would be really fun to talk about, but I don't think that you know, I, don't, I, I don't think we'll get quite that far. But I it, hate to admit it as a, as a Michigan fan. I hate to admit this, but as a Michigan fan, I wouldn't mind. But send Ohio, go well, Ohio State. Why don't you move to the SEC? <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, I, the Penn totally State would agree too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but <laughs> but again, I, I don't think we'll ever get to quite that degree. I do think though that the landscape of the way media rights deals are going to be mapped out, it could yeah. very well change. It could evolve. So it would be very interesting to see how that does impact uh, certain schools or certain conferences or how that's, what that's going to mean moving forward. Because, you know, I think everything's on the table right now, the way that this sport is evolving beyond anyone's expectation, you know, 20 years ago. For just think, too, imagine from just where it was, like, 
people like don't people like don't realize college football wasn't always like this. It was more regional before. There's a great documentary. It's one of those 30 for 30s, I assume. I think it was, where Keith Jackson talked about it. And Keith Jackson, it was basically like Herschel Walker in the early 80s. You know, that's when I started watching college football. Like, my, my first memories of college football, for the most part, are of, like, the Pittsburgh Panthers, Hugh Green and Dan Marino. You know, like, so, you know, like 1979 into 80, 81, 82. So I was sort of... You know, the Earl Campbells and stuff. That's what sort of really put college football on the map. But now, I mean, it's bigger than a lot of other pro sports are. Let's be real, Kevin. Bigger than the NHL. Well, the, way, the, way, the way we consume media has just evolved so much. With Twitter, Facebook, you know, you get instant updates on any school out there. You used to be, you yeah, probably only got yeah. a chance to see one school, like maybe once a year on TV. Now you can get to see exactly. like, pretty much every game that's out there. So, I mean, it's completely different the way the way you we can consume You can watch every Michigan sport. game if you want. Yeah, yeah, you can get every you, game. You absolutely could. You absolutely could. <laughs> I'm not saying you want to, unless you're, you know, unless you're a degenerate. Uh, so, let me ask you, though, Kevin. Like, college football is so much about tradition, right? Or at least, they, you know, they pretend it is. So, so much. But I'm talking about the tradition of so these teams. Like, all these powerhouses are built on kicking the crap out of people all the time. Right? So, is that if you're a fan, don't you like that? Like, if you're an Oklahoma fan, don't you like watching you guys smoke, you know, you know, smoke the visiting Central Michigan Chippewas? And you pad your record, and then you go to the playoffs after, right? So, like, do you want Georgia coming to town every week? Oh, great. We play Georgia, Florida, and LSU over the next three weeks. All right. Hey, we went one and two. Oh, well, let's fire Lincoln Riley. We're not winning. Like, you've got, it's, it's sort of like Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like, they built up a tradition by kicking the crap out of Navy, bro. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. worked for them. Like, why tamper with this stuff besides money, 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 Kevin? Yeah, I feel like it is a necessary evil to schedule so many cupcake games or you know, so many of them uh, every year because you know that you need to have the wins under your belt. You know you need to have the home games, especially for these schools with these bigger, larger stadiums. Uh, that makes their budget, not just for the football team, but maybe other programs within the athletic department too. A school like Penn State uh, really plans their budget around having six or seven home games every year uh, at minimum. So, uh, and it's like, I'm sure it's like that for a lot of the schools with those big, enormous stadiums. So, uh, you know, you, as a fan, you obviously would love to see more and more key matchups, but also you got to keep in mind, you got to, you got to pad the record a little bit so you can have a chance to maybe yeah. play some more important games later you in the year. Six and six. Exactly. Oh, it's fun. Hey, great game. But you know, suddenly your record is a little, you know, is skewed. All right. So let me, let, let's, let's jump into the big 10 here right now. Um, so Phil uh, Phil Steele, who I have a ton of respect for, obviously, uh, you know, the guy's, guy's a genius, and his most improved teams list all the time. It's like, dude, Kevin, I had him on the show a couple of years ago. I asked him, I said, Phil, you know, who's your dark horse to win the Heisman Trophy? He said, Joe Burrow. It's 180 to one, bro. People look at Joe Burrow like a big star now. He was just a kid that transferred and, you know, didn't have a good year when he first played. So, so I got a ton of respect for Phil Steele. Phil Steele says the, his most improved football team this year are your Penn State Nittany Lions. Are you? Do you share that optimism? I don't know if they're going to be the most improved team, but I think they are a very good candidate to have a really solid rebound season because I know what happened in 2020 was – I'm not going to say it's a fluke. I think they deserve to lose some of the games that they lost, but I, I think that's kind of um, – uh, 
unordinary for where this program had been the, the previous years. They won 11 games three of the previous four years before last year. They went to three New York Six Bowl games in that span, uh, won two of them. Uh, so there's a pretty good track record, I think, at Penn State, where I can look at the 2020 season and say, I'm willing to give it a pass, but we're going to need to see some improvement uh, pretty early on in a very challenging 2021 schedule. So I think all the ingredients are there for a really good team. I think it's got experience at a quarterback position that went through some maturity things and development last year, maybe learned some lessons about the way he was playing. Yeah, new offensive coordinator, which I think is going to change things up a little bit. Uh, some developing wide receiver depth, really good running game. Uh, and the defense, I think, is going to be pretty good, too. So they do have their challenges with the schedule. It's not very kind to them. But I, I look at the schedule, and I'm thinking – there's a very good chance they could be the favorite in maybe nine or ten of those games at a minimum. And they'll probably be the better team overall in maybe 11 of those games. That doesn't mean they're going to win 11 games, but I think overall they have a very good chance to be the best team on the field in at least 11 of those games, not including the Ohio State game. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be the given. Uh, but, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Auburn, Michigan, Indiana, they're all going to be good contests. I think Penn State could have an edge. Again, I know they're an underdog against Wisconsin. I'm chalking that up already. But I, I do think that they are, they're very capable of winning all those games. I don't think they will. But I think it's a very good candidate for a really solid rebound here. Uh, you mentioned, so they open up with Wisconsin Badgers on September the 4th on the road. The schedule, I mean, you know, whoever did the Penn State schedule, Come on, guys, you're supposed to play Ball State and Villanova first, <laughs> and then you yeah. play Wisconsin. Wow. As you mentioned, what a schedule. Penn State at Wisconsin, Ball State at Penn State, Auburn at Penn State, which is a winnable game for, 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 for the Lions, then Villanova mm -hmm. at Penn State, and then you jump into big, big Ten play. So, man, how big is that first game, right, just to set the tone for the seed, especially coming after, uh, off of last year? And you know, and you know it too. Yeah, it really is. The, the, the national media, the outside media, they like to kick Franklin. They like to see him down, bro. So like, he loses week one. They're gonna come after him right away. It would certainly help James Franklin if he can get out of Madison, Wisconsin, with a win. Uh, and, and look good doing so, not like a, a fluky, uh, ugly game. But it is a good opening test for this Penn State team. If they are going to go out on a mission and prove that last year was a little bit of a fluke with their record, then they need to go out and send a message right away in that first game of the season against a very good Wisconsin team. Again, I think it's a pretty even matchup. Uh, I understand why Wisconsin would be the favorite. I would probably have them as the favorite, but I, I think it's a very winnable game for Penn State. Uh, but they obviously we're going to have to prove to a lot of people that are watching that last year was kind of the aberration. You know, if, if Penn State looks a little sloppy and kind of messy in that first game against Wisconsin, there's going to be some eyebrow raising. And, you know, and then, you know, Auburn comes to town a couple of weeks later, and we'll see what happens then. But uh, you would like to go into the month of October with some uh, confidence, and a win against Wisconsin would really do that. Kevin, it's always a pleasure, my man. Great insight. I can't wait to talk uh, Penn State football uh, with you this year. Follow uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin on at uh, Kevin on CFB at on Twitter at Nittany Lions Wire, and of course Athlon Sports. Great stuff, Kevin. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for having me on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Thursday night throwdown. Great stuff. Thanks to all of our guests uh, for joining us so far. We still got the Big E, Eric Cohen, going to step up and in. Uh, we'll talk some Buffalo Bill football, get some NFL futures uh, from Cohen, see who he's laying it down on. Uh, great stuff talking college football with Kevin McGuire, Athlon. Big fan of Athlon's actually. Great, uh, great website, great magazine, great publication. Uh, big fan. So speaking about college football, it's around the corner. We've been talking about the countdown to NFL football, but it's pretty crazy, actually, isn't it, that Penn State and Wisconsin play each other in their first games, All right, Like, that's, you know, they, they're coming out, and it's nuts because Penn State played Ball State in week two. It's like, hey, guys, you got this kind of mixed up. You're supposed to play Ball State first to get ready. Uh, for the record, in this football game right now, and this is um, Saturday, September uh, what is it? Saturday, September the 3rd. It's uh, Wisconsin. Or excuse me. Excuse me. It's a Friday night game. It's a Friday. You know what? Just saying September the 3rd felt weird. <laughs> like, I was like, you know what? Eh, that doesn't sound like it's a Saturday. I don't know. I've already looked at dates and stuff. That doesn't make sense. Ooh, it's a Friday night game. Dear God. These guys are nuts. It's the first game of the year. They're coming out swinging, huh? They're coming out swinging. Michigan State, Northwestern in the Big Ten. Northwestern minus six and a half. And Wisconsin minus four and a half. So the Penn State Nittany Lions are getting four and a half points in week one. They've got a ton of talent. Uh, We'll see what Clifford uh, does at the quarterback uh, position. So looking at uh, at some other numbers uh, here that we have. Nebraska, seven and a half point favorites at Illinois. Fresno State. Minus 27 and a half, hosting UConn, who might be the worst team in the country. UCLA, take on Matthias' Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. The UCLA Bruins, minus 16 and a half. UTEP, minus six and a half against New Mexico State. New Mexico State are terrible, guys. They were getting tattooed by, like, D2 schools, like, in that little mini spring season. Bring it. 